episode number 13, where we will be reviewing the Beofang UV-5R. Last week, we talked about getting your ham radio license. So this week, we're going to talk about getting a radio. And the UV-5R is probably the most popular radio available today in prepper circles, partly because of the price. You can pick these things up for about $25 in different websites. But it's more than just a ham radio. It operates in any VHF and UHF bands. Honestly, some police departments use them, especially the smaller departments and particularly those that the officers have to purchase their own radios. They're used by a few fire departments, small volunteer departments. They're used by some church security teams. They're used in some businesses as well as of a lot of other organizations. These radios will operate on GMRS, FRS, MURS, as well as the ham radio, business, and marine frequencies. This particular radio, the UV-5R, is a 4-watt radio, but it's also selectable to 1-watt. It operates in the 136 to 174 MHz frequencies, also 400 to 520 MHz. The radio, and we'll run through these lists of things very quickly, has 128 memories. It's selectable to wide or narrow band. It has a key lock, so you're not accidentally changing frequencies. It has a flashlight. It utilizes the SMA female antenna connector. It also comes with a drop-in charging station, which charges a 7.4-volt, 1,500-milliamp battery. The radio is capable of DTMF tones. It's also capable of scan, and you can lock out unwanted frequencies. You can use this radio on simplex or repeater operation. Now, its big brother, F8HP, is very similar, but it's advertised as an 8-watt radio, selectable to 4 or 1-watt as well. But the radio is actually a third generation of the UV5R with a slightly different case, but it also comes with a 2,000 milliamp hour battery. Now, available for the UV-5R and the F8HP are a lot of different accessories. You can get a battery eliminator to where you can plug it into a lighter plug. You can get a hand mic. You get an earpiece for it. But it also comes with a gain charger where you can charge multiple radios at the same time. The radio is best programmed with Chirp, C-H-I-R-P, downloadable software. It's a free open source software program that honestly makes this radio so much easier to program. And the program's only about 20 bucks. Understand going in that this radio is not totally legal to use for anything other than ham radio. It's not Part 95 certified, so they aren't legal on the FRS, GMRS, or any no license required service, but it's still handy to have them programmed in there for emergencies 
or after a total SHTF situation. Now let's talk about the FRS, Family Radio Service, for a moment. FRS and GMRS, the General Mobile Radio Service, these radios, these two radio services use a set of frequencies or channels, they're channelized frequencies, and they are dovetailed on the FRS and the GMRS frequencies. Now, there's no license required on the FRS. This is one of the radios that you will get at the big box stores or the hunting stores that are advertised as 20 mile or 26 mile or 36 mile radios, although there's no way you'll get that kind of distance out of one of those. Now, on the FRS, in channels 8 through 14, you're limited to 500 milliwatts. That's a half a watt. But on channels 1 through 7 and 15 through 22, you can use up to 2 watts on that particular channel. Now, the GMRS, the General Mobile Radio Service, there is a license required. Last time I looked, it was about $75 or $80, but that covers the entire family. And you can use up to 50 watts on the GMRS. There are GMRS mobile and base radios available, and repeaters are allowed on that particular service. Now, when you talk about the mutual use radio service or public service, these radios can be used on those as well as on the marine band, the business band. But now here's a neat little use for this radio. If your particular department is still using analog VHF or UHF, and when I say department, I mean police department, fire department, public works department, something like that. If they're using VHF, or UHF analog, this little radio makes a great police and fire scanner. I know several people that have purchased them and set them up specifically for that use. This particular radio is really not that intuitive, and there is a large learning curve for manual programming. Because of this learning curve is the reason that most of us that are ham radio operators, that we encourage other folks that say, well, I'll just get this radio and then I'll have it. I'll just listen for now, and then I'll have it uh, after SHTF. Well, a license very well may not be required then because there may not be anybody checking on that at the time. But do you want to get to that kind of a situation and depend on a piece of equipment with which you have not practiced? So it's a great idea to go ahead and get that ham radio license, get the technician. You can use everything this radio can do with a technician license. You can use local repeaters. You can make new friends. You can get involved in all kinds of things if you care to do that. But this little radio is much easier to program via the computer. You need that programming cable, and you need to download that Chirp software. Now, that software comes with a number of frequencies stored in files inside that program. It has all of the FRS frequencies. It has all of the GMRS frequencies. It has all of the MURS frequencies. It also has a set of files for the American Railroad frequencies. If you would enjoy listening to railroad uh, traffic, that might be something that you would like to do. And let me give you a hint here. Get in the habit every time that you're going to use this particular radio with the Chirp software, plug it in 
and download from the radio first, then make your changes, and then upload to the radio, unless you are making a new file or you're replacing the file that's in there if something has become corrupted. That usually happens because we start fiddling with it and we corrupt something in there and we want to put our original frequency file back in it. Now I'll tell you about a little app that's available for your cell phone or your tablet. It's called Repeater Book. Great little program to have, especially if you're traveling and you want to listen to local repeaters. You bring it up, it uses your location, and it gives you all of the repeaters within a given distance that you select. You can tell it to give you everything within 10 miles or 20 miles or 50 miles. And when you're traveling, it's great to be able to look up that information. And Repeater Book gives you every piece of information you need to be able to program your radio to operate on that local repeater. Now, that's a very good reason to learn to program this radio manually that you can add one or two repeaters to it. You really wouldn't want to sit down and put in 25 or 30 repeaters manually, but if you're off somewhere and you look up a local repeater and you use that repeater, put it into your radio, that would be an example of the next time you're going to change something to read from the radio, and that way it would bring into chirp the repeater or whatever frequencies that you had put into that. Now let's talk a moment about antennas. Quite honestly, and you may have heard me say this before on this particular podcast, but the rubber duck antenna that comes with pretty much any handheld radio, they are basically crap. A lot of times the antenna is the reason for frustration for many people. They buy a handheld radio. They even get it programmed up. They try it out and they get disappointed because it does not meet their expectations. A lot of times they're expecting with any, and I know I did this when I first began as a ham radio operator, I expected that a ham radio was a ham radio and that I should be able to reach the repeater from anywhere even inside a building with that little rubber duck antenna, but doesn't happen. And a lot of these folks get disappointed with that. They throw it over in the corner, they throw it into a box, and there it sits quite a long time. Now we're going to talk about a couple of antennas or three or four antennas here that are available. And I would recommend baofingtech.com, B-A-O-F-E-N-G-T-E-C-H.com as a place to get these radios. I have absolutely no connection with these folks, except I have been a customer of theirs in the past. They do provide the genuine Nagoya antennas, and there's a couple that I will recommend that I have used and have tried. I have been very satisfied with these antennas, and I will continue to put them on every handheld radio that I purchase. And they can be purchased in any number of configurations as far as the connectors that go onto the radio. The Baofeng uses the female SMA. You can also have BNC connectors on them. You can also buy different adapters so that you can use any radio with any of these antennas as well. Now, the first one of what I have on our radios is the Nagoya NA771. 
last I looked, that antenna is about $17. Believe me, when it comes to radio operations, it's one of the best $17 you will ever spend. It's a 15.6 inch soft flex whip antenna. Yes, it's a little bit long. Kind of a little bit inconvenient at times, but it's very flexible and you get used to it fairly well. That particular antenna is good on VHF and UHF. And one of the things that it does, it operates as a quarter wave on VHF and a half wave on UHF. And it gives you a gain of approximately 2.5 dB. Now, gain is just a measure of the increase of the improvement of the antenna. That's about the simplest way that I know that I can put that. The greater the gain, the better the antenna receives and transmit. And this particular 15.6 inch NA771 comes with 2.5 dB gain. Now, an antenna that I've not yet tried, but I'm getting ready to order one, it's an 8.5 inch antenna, and it is VHF or UHF, and it comes with 2 dB gain. You can get the right connectors, just screw it in. If you call Baofangtech.com, uh, tell them what you want to do. Uh, they'll hook you up with the right connectors and antennas. And if you go onto their website, it's really not that difficult to do as well. Now, here's another one that I'm interested in trying. It is cut specifically for amateur radio. It's There's a trade-off in any antenna that you purchase to go across a wider range. The more specific you can be with that range and tune that antenna for that range, the more efficient you will be with that antenna and the better service that you will get out of that antenna. This particular antenna, the NA701, and it's only about $15, but it is cut specifically for the amateur radio, is tuned for 144 megahertz, and 430 megahertz and it's an 8 inch antenna and it as well comes with 2 dB gain. All three of these would be very good antennas to use on your Beofang UV5R and if you want to use this while traveling let me recommend the Nagoya UT72. Now this is a magnetic antenna it comes with a 20 inch whip and a three and a half inch magnet and I'll tell you, these I've run them on patrol cars. And you know how patrol cars can build up some speed at times. And that antenna stayed right where it was supposed to with that 3.5-inch magnet. And it comes with 3.5 dB gain. Even with the improved antennas on the radio, they don't work well from inside of a vehicle. But you can get an adapter to go from the 14 feet of RG58 flex cable. You can get a flex adapter that goes between the coax and the radio and makes it very easy to operate it one-handed. It's about $29. So if you're using this system to keep from buying a mobile radio, but you'd still like to use it while driving back and forth to work, still like, and it will increase your distance available or the distance that your radio is able to operate well beyond that one or two miles that we usually expect out of a handheld radio.
Let me tell you this too. Beware of counterfeit antennas. I was posting in a forum one day and I mentioned this NA771 antenna for $17. And the guy came back, responded to my text, and he said, if you're paying $17, you're getting ripped off. You can find these antennas for 5 and $6. There are a lot of counterfeits out there. So beware of that. And here's one of the things that you can do. The original Nagoya antennas come in a green poly bag, and the counterfeits usually have a blue logo on them. So if you're shopping in a ham radio store or you're at a ham fest or something like that, just be sure that you are getting the original Nagoya because the knockoffs don't perform near as well as the originals do. So what's the bottom line on this particular radio, the UV5R as well as the F8HP? Now, bottom line is it's a very good radio for what it was intended to be, an inexpensive handheld radio. It's very good for entry level. It's very good for backpacking. It's very good for station to station when there's several of you out doing things. These are used by a lot of volunteer organizations to communicate between their people in that particular event. It's a very good entry-level radio. Now, it gives you the opportunity to do a lot of learning. It gives you the opportunity to make new friends and get involved in a lot of other public service type things, Aries. You can listen to storm spotters or even get involved in storm spotting as well. This is a good step-up radio from many of the blister pack radios, especially if you go with the upgradable antenna. If you upgrade that antenna, it will greatly increase your performance. Now, this radio is also good for stocking up. Now, what do I mean by stocking up? Because of the price of this radio, you can find them $25, $30 with everything except the upgraded radio, upgraded antenna. So a lot of folks buy these things, four, five, six, eight. Talked to one lady a while back that ordered 10 to be able to put one on all of her family members in the event of some type of catastrophic event. They're good for keeping in the bag. They're good for keeping in the vehicle. And Chris and I honestly carry one with us in our EDC bags. We have an emergency communications plan. If something were to happen and I'm 26 miles away from home and she's usually somewhere within 10 or 15 miles and we're having to make our way back home, we know where to be looking for each other. We know what re repeaters to start on. We know what repeater to go to if that particular repeater is down. And we even know what simplex frequencies to be looking for each other just in case uh, we have to be making our way back home, especially if it takes us a day or two to get back. We will highly recommend the UV5R. It's not the top drawer handheld that you can purchase. There are many that are much better as far as ham radio, but this is a great little radio for what it is intended to be. So there you have it, the review of the Beofang UV5R and a little bit of information about the F8HP. And I don't think I mentioned the price on that radio a while ago. Uh, it's going for about $63, $62, $63 right now. It's advertised as being an 8-watt, 4-watt, or a 1-watt radio, where the UV5R is a 4-watt or a 1-watt. So until next time... 
Thank you for listening to the podcast today, and please leave us a five-star review. That helps more people be able to hear this podcast. Share it with your friends and family. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping, email at info at practicalprepping.info, and our website is practicalprepping.info. And as always, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.